0: so i wanted to just tonight as we're uh, we always want to cover some of the basics and i know for some of you you've maybe been involved in 10 days for a number of years um but Many of you have been, and last time I got a chance to share, I shared kind of the story of how I received the vision uh, to do this, and since that time, we've tried to take that vision and just really just say, okay, Lord, the vision is like the final destination. Um, you know, it's like you're you're sitting in New York City, and you're saying, I want to go to Los Angeles. Um, but the question is, how do you get, um, from where you are to where you want to be? And so over the years, you know, it's exciting to get an initial vision. It's like, wow, this is amazing. But then there, there actually has to be a living out of that vision and a walking towards it. And there were certain things in that initial vision, John 17 unity, really a passion of mine. Well, how do we how do we see John 17 realize Jesus prayer let them be one as we are one. I really believe the Father is going to answer Jesus prayer. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But how are we going to see that realized? It's going to be through what Gaylord shared. That's like our first step is like okay, love one another as the Father has loved me, as Jesus has loved me, I have to love my brother. Now we're starting to move in that direction. And with 10 days, it was this incredible vision of entire cities stopping to seek God. Um, and, and you know, essentially like massive revival, breaking out, um, Jesus being the attention of all these people. And so the question is, well, how do we get there? And here's the secret. Like before we can see cities stopped, we need to see our own selves our own lives stopped for these consecrated seasons of prayer Uh, and that's what 10 days is all about now we're not calling people to a complete stop this pentecost i don't want anyone feeling guilty like oh i'm only praying two or three hours a day that's great we're really happy with that Um, but as we approach the fall we are going to be inviting you into that kind of like a total season of consecration so i just want to share a little bit about 10 days. Um, I'm going to use this document. I'm just going to teach from this document. And part of the reason is this is available on the website. So you can check this out and have access to it. If you go to 10days.net under resources, um, you can see this document. So this is sort of like taking that vision, that initial visionary experience, adding 15 years of learning, of trying to do it. And then boiling it down in more of just a way we can understand it. So what is 10 days? It's just an invitation to step away from what is normal in your life to be wholly focused on Jesus. That's really fundamentally it. To, be, to really make Jesus the center, the obsession of your life for 10 days. It's a holy time, it's consecrated time. Consecrated means to be set apart. And it's a time to commune with God. It's a time to meet with God. And when we meet with God, these three words God spoke to me were, call people to to mourning, fasting and repentance. So mourning, what does mourning mean? What does it mean to seek God with mourning? That doesn't sound very appealing. Well, mourning, let's not understand it too literalistically. Mourning means to humble ourselves before God. It means to focus on what we're missing, what we're lacking. You know, in Revelation chapter three, Jesus calls the church of Laodicea to, to a, the place of mourning. He says, you actually think that you're rich, which from my perspective is really foolish speaking as the Lord here, from my perspective, you thinking you're rich is really stupid because you're pitiful, poor, blind and naked. And so mourning is when we come to recognize what we lack. And it may be that like the Laodiceans, we think we see, we think we have something and we don't. And if we don't enter into a time of discovery, we're not gonna know to ask God for what we're missing. So 10 days is a time of mourning. There's many, There are many elements of mourning I'm not gonna dive fully into. It's a time of fasting. And we really emphasize fasting from food, either uh, a juice fast, a water fast, or a Daniel fast. But we also just recommend and encourage people and call people to fast from The internet, fast from movies, fast from TV. Uh, Just come away from some of these things that are sucking up a lot of our free time. And let's give that fully to the Lord. 10 days is also a time of repentance. So repentance, I don't know how it got a bad name. You know, like for repentance, I feel bad for repentance. Repentance is the first word of the gospel. Jesus when he came preaching the gospel what did he say repent repent so to repent is not just confessing our sin confessing sin is good but to repent is to actually change your mind and start acting in a new way so when I, when you hear repentance i want you to hear the word freedom so when i say repentance you say Freedom. Because repentance is coming away from slavery to sin. And it may be just mindsets, just things in our mind that we're not thinking right. And it's coming into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. That's what Jesus says. He says, whoever sins is a slave to sin. But who the son sets free is free indeed. And so repentance is walking in a fullness of our freedom that is rightfully ours in Jesus Christ. But how many of us know we, we still have things that we're not quite there at times? And so th- we need seasons where God can do a deep work and get at those issues that are really underneath that are causing us to trip up over and over again. So 10 days is based on the fall feasts from the day of trumpets to the day of atonement it makes this 10 day time period it's called the 10 days of awe so we don't try to compel people to do this because colossians says that we're totally free to do it we're totally free to not do it you can celebrate holidays according to colossians on any day you want you can skip christmas you can celebrate christmas in july if that's how you wanna honor the Lord, do it under the Lord. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with uh, December 25th personally, but but I'm just telling you what Colossians says. Um, but Colossians also says that these feasts were free, but there's these these feasts and festivals that are shadows of things to come. And Christ is the substance and the fulfillment. And so these feasts are actually pointing towards unfulfilled promises of god that are yet to come particularly the return of the lord these fall feasts point to the return of the lord uh trumpets atonement and tabernacles think about the spring feasts uh we celebrate all of them right what are we celebrating right now we're celebrating pentecost which is an old an old testament feast uh we're building up to pentecost why because the day of Pentecost was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Passover was fulfilled on Passover. Uh, the feast of first fruits was fulfilled when Jesus rose from the dead. So there have been these significant fulfillments of the spring feasts through Jesus. And we're anticipating with his second coming, these fall feasts may be part of the picture there. We don't know exactly. I don't know exactly. If someone tells you they know exactly, I would. Be a little skeptical, uh, but we can see there's there's something significant happening. Uh, ten days is meant to be something we do every year. We're going to keep doing this, um, and uh, while the focus is on these fall feasts, we're also doing ten days leading up to Pentecost. This has been part of our custom tradition, if you will. It was part of the initial word from the Lord in 2004, and so it's cool to be doing this. And I just want to acknowledge that 10 days happens in many locations simultaneously. Last fall, we counted 310 day locations that were happening. This spring, it seems like there are tens of thousands of locations happening around the world during Pentecost. We have been completely unable to track them. Um, we keep hearing new reports about what's happening. We think The number of people joining right now with us in this 10 days Pentecost is at least 10 million, and it could be much higher. So there is this is happening. And I want to just say this isn't through our network. It isn't through our efforts. It's through two things, the grace of God and the collaboration and the working together of the body of Christ, because many networks have called people into this. That's why we're seeing things grow. so our vision is to be decentralized organizationally but connected relationally so we don't want to control what's happening we just want to be friends and then we want to say hey let's seek the lord together let's do this together uh so we're not trying to bring someone in hire someone to come and start 10 days we rather just find someone who maybe wants to lead prayer in their city. They have a heart from God to do that. And we're like, hey, we've got this great tool. We've seen a lot of other places do this. Like, would you want to join us? And could we do this together? Um, one of the big mental shifts, I think, at least in the Western church, we need to make is that God sees the church not according to uh, branding or Organizations, he actually sees the church according to geography. Um, You'll notice in the New Testament, all the letters are written to the church in different cities or regions. And so, uh, 10 days is organized mostly by geography, where we'll have citywide or regional expressions of prayer. Um, And in fact, it's really something that's for citywide churches. Now, we're having a new problem where uh, we're not seeing. We're seeing some situations where we're in nations like this year right now. We have a hundred ten-day events happening in Pakistan. Just to use one example. Now, gathering as a citywide church in Pakistan may not be possible. So we may have a lot of smaller groups that are gathering together, house churches. Um, but as much as possible, we want to come together in unity during the 10 day timeframe uh, as a citywide church. Um, yeah, I mentioned already our big idea. This is what we're going for. We wanna see cities stopping for 10 entire days to seek the Lord together, that the throne room on heaven in heaven would be on earth in the shape of a city stopping to seek the Lord. Uh, I'm my friend. Uh, I, I kind of started out, you know, very much in the Bible believing evangelical world. And then over time, as I got involved in prayer, I got into the quote unquote charismatic world. And uh, but in my heart, I'm really an evangelical. And uh, what what I mean by that is I want someone to show it to me in the Bible. And so a lot of times, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, I will say, show me in the Bible. And um, by the way, it's a great pattern for you as well. (laughs) And um, so I was asking the Lord, where is this in the Bible? And of course, one example is the 120 in the upper room. But an, an example of a whole city that stops is the city of Nineveh in the Old Testament. And interestingly enough, there's 120,000 people in Nineveh. And so I like to say 10 days is the upper room meets Nineveh. We can't make cities stop. I don't know how, at least. Maybe someone will come along who knows how. I don't know how. But we can do the upper room thing we can stop ourselves, we can come together as believers during this time and seek the Lord. And then we can wait and see as God does impossible things. Um, stopping cities is way more possible than Jesus' prayer in John 17. It's one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Let I'm just gonna add words to it to make it make more sense. Let human beings, Who are followers of me have the same type and level of unity that exists between you and me father that has existed forever and ever let them be one just as we are one that is a crazy prayer that 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 is a unbelievable prayer that is an impossible prayer Stopping cities is way easier than getting the answer to Jesus' prayer. But our God loves to do the impossible. He's attracted. God is attracted to the impossible. I think that's true. And, um, and so, um, anyway, we are trusting that the Father is going to answer Jesus' prayer, and we are orienting our life around that. Say, yeah, let's go for it. This is going to happen. And let's do our part. We know there's an element that God has to add, a grace from heaven that we haven't seen or tasted yet fully. Um, But we can do our part by moving towards one another, by loving one another, and by coming together periodically. Um, It's amazing what just coming together in the same room to seek the Lord can do bring unity. So 10 days is very flexible. We've seen it happen in many, many forms. Usually it either happens around the city in multiple locations or in one location. It um, can be in a small group. It's, it's, it's very simple. It's a tool to see citywide and community-wide transformation. And then ultimately, very simply, it's just a prayer meeting. It's not hard. <laughs> it's a 10-day prayer meeting. There was no uh Jesus didn't give people this step-by-step training before the upper room. He just said, Hey, go wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. And I think people that would respond to the Lord similar similarly with that type of faith are going to see similar results to what the apostles and early church saw uh in our time. So that's just a little bit more about 10 days. I just wanted to share some of that with you guys. Um, and uh, just, you know, just re-envision us for um, what this looks like. And as we're talking about 10 days and we're doing 10 days Pentecost right now, I think God's going to use some of you to start 10-day events this fall. To actually be able to call and mobilize your cities into a place of extraordinary prayer, Um, we are blown away, and I'm just like dead serious. So, what's happened this year is our Zoom call. This Zoom call, it's a little bit smaller than in past years. It's not like that much smaller, but there's a a few less people on on average per hour. But we are just blown away by the number of people and the number of locations around the world that are joining in. It is incredible. God is stirring his church. He's bringing us together. He's getting us on the same page. He's aligning us. And as we come into the place of prayer, we are positioning ourselves corporately for an outpouring of his grace. And I think it's so outstanding Um, that we're praying, uh, especially for the Middle East and Israel during this time. Because um, one of the big desires of God's heart, how many of us have children? How many of us have children? All right. I have children. And if you have children, you know, there's always something about your firstborn. You know, there's something about your firstborn That is special. It doesn't mean you don't love your other kids. It's just there's something special about your firstborn. And that's how the Lord feels about Israel. That's what he calls Israel his firstborn of the nations. Um, And furthermore, as some of us have experienced, you know, when you have a child who walks away from the Lord, who isn't following the Lord, it's an incredible grief. Uh, for a parent, if you're a faithful follower of Jesus, it's an incredible grief. And the fact that the Lord is enduring that in relation to Israel, you know, I think it means, I think it's very significant to him. I know there's a remnant. I know there are believing Jews, but the same thing that Paul wrote in Romans 11 is still true now that, you know, there is a righteous remnant, but for the most part, they've rejected. Um, and so I just, I know it is very significant when you can come along some someone when they're feeling a deep loss, a deep need, and you can partner with that. And I feel like uh, that's how the Lord feels as we literally have millions of people uh, from all over the world praying together for the Jewish people to be saved, praying blessing on them at this time it's, it's incredible. And I just, I, uh, yeah, I just really expect it is moving the heart of God and touching the heart of God that this is happening. Amen. Well, I, Gaylord. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. And I, and, and
1: thank you, um, uh, Grant and Holly, um, uh, just, um, Thank you for for championing, uh, being a champion of this part of the unity because both of you, uh, you carry such a significant piece. And I just wanna say, I love you. Thank you,
0: Jonathan. Thank you, Grant and Holly. Bless you. Thank you, sir. Grant, do you wanna say anything?
1: Thank you, Gaylord. We love we love you. You know um, something. Uh, you know, I in your teaching, I I love that word shift um, because I think that's also what's going on uh, um, in in the family as we shift in love and love becomes the equation. There's a shift, you know the uh, you know. God's not wanting us to to be Jews or, you know, necessarily connect to Jewish things, but he is wanting to reunite us and and release a spiritual DNA that he, I think, released at the, you know, with the new covenant. And of course, everything that Jonathan is heralding here with 10 days, it's just, uh, here we are, how many years later? you know, uh eight, I think seven years later from the time that that I first connected with both of you. And um wow, just uh, just the multiplication, you know, and 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 the things that we we the Lord showed us then even prophetically are, are beginning to be realized and we're coming into a a new day. And the Lord is is in a sense rebuilding his body to make us ready and make us right, and of course, prayer is the foundation of that. And what the, the, there's no more central place than in the ten days uh, of all, you know, between the two feasts, the full feasts, and then also up to 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 Pentecost. To, to really connect in a deeper way to what the Lord is is doing. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm carrying a new word in, uh, in and around repentance, a, a new phrase, it's called informed repentance. And I believe that the Lord is calling us to, to follow him in a particular way that, that brings us deeper into the heart of this 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 message that you're you're you know that you're carrying, Gaylord, to you know for us to love one another. He's calling us deeper into it, that we can rebuild the foundation of the family of God and allow and and then, I think, take back something strategic from the enemy called division that will enable us to, to begin to intercede and cry out for many of the other divisions in the body to begin to melt away with this very faith and love that you're talking about. And of course, connecting that, you know, at 10 days, we we carry this message, you know, you, your message is at the heart of of, of everything we carry. Here. It's it's uh, I, I always love what Jonathan says. Jesus always gets what he prays for, you know, and we're we're coming into that day just now witnessing over 100 million intercessors praying for the salvation of Israel. I mean, Gaylord, you've been in the church a long time. Could you imagine 30, 40 years ago, anything like that? <laughs> oh, oh, my word. So, so, and then the multiplication of t- of ten days, and us even not being able to capture or count. You know, I think maybe we need to be careful, right? Because the Lord didn't like it when David counted, right? <laughs> That's
0: what uh, a number of people have brought that up, Grant, and uh, including my daughter Eva. She said, "You know, be careful, Dad. God didn't like it when David was counting." I said. I said, well, in this case, we're not taking credit for it. We're explicitly saying like, we didn't do it. It's happening through the grace of God and through alignment and partnership and friendship. So um, we definitely are doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and I agree, <laughs> we'll be careful.
1: <laughs> and then also, you know, Jonathan, I've always said this, 10 days is, is an organic way for the family to reconnect uh, without even necessarily focusing on it. You know? And also the balance that we're we're trying to continue to put out there um, between Jew and Gentile and the one you man, not to be focused on any legalism or or getting caught up into things. And you know the primary part of this restoration is not about uh, feasts and and biblical calendars. It's just about this love and unity, you know. And um, we need to sort of not put the cart before the horse and sort of get it right in the right perspective. And many parts of the church, even that are tracking towards restoration or reformation are still seeing feasts and biblical calendars, even as the reconnection. And, uh, you know, so it's really important for us to continue to herald that love and unity, and especially in the one you meant.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Grant. Well, um, just want to thank everybody for being with us for our... Teaching time tonight. We are um, continuing on in 10 days. This is a 24 7 Zoom prayer room that we're in right now. Um, And so just want to encourage you during this time to uh, whether you're doing in person meetings like Gaylord's heading out the door, to they're actually doing a a local 10 days expression uh, there in Chico where he lives um uh, in the surrounding area. If you if you know uh just to join in more prayer to jump into the Isaiah 62 fast that has been going on at some level, um, which has been going on now uh I guess for about two weeks. Um and jump in on the last seven days, the last week. Um jump into more personal prayer or jump into uh more prayer on Zoom here in 10 days. Um, We just want to encourage you to be engaging with the Lord during this time. It's definitely an appointed season for us to be seeking God together. And uh, you can certainly pray on your own too, but there is something special and dynamic happens when we pray together as one. So Father, we just give you thanks. Thank you for Uh, Lord, all the different speakers that we've had so far and will have this week, Lord, and we thank you for each and every prayer leader and prayer hour. We just pray uh, may the presence of God just increase from hour to hour, Lord, as we keep this watch, this 240-hour watch of the Lord uh, calling for your blessings, calling for... Uh, your grace to come from heaven. Lord, we are so aware of our need for more of it. And Lord, make us more aware as we continue to seek your face. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.